You're listening to the Watling and Owen Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Watling and Owen Show here, recording on a Wednesday. Kind of interesting. Great smack dab in the middle of the week. Kind of a little bit of a mixture of a Monday and a Thursday show. We'll have, you know, some talk about the local teams. We'll also break into our picks for the week. Glad to be joined by my good friend, my confidant, my co-host, Matt Walling. And Matt, the people are just happy that your eyes are back to normal size. Yes. Even though they wouldn't know that. They wouldn't. But Monday was a very scary time for me, Luke. Uh, I got my eyes dilated. I've been to the eye doctor in a couple of years. Didn't really need it. But I kind of forgot how incredibly annoying it is to get your eyes dilated. I've never had mine dilated. You've never been to the eye doctor? No. I am a 2020 for life guy. But, but you, so don't you I'm, need to check your eyes to make sure like nothing bad is happening? Well, I mean, I check them when I go to the doctors. And they, they do the little thing. They That's not little... a real check, though. You need to like go inside the eye. I mean, I have perfect vision. What do I need to, What do they need to check? I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I mean, I don't know. I've never had to go to the eye doctor before. So I, I'm glad I haven't because I don't like it. It always freaked me out. Like, you know, when your friend, like, I mean, for me, it'd be like my friends would come back, got the big pupils going on. I don't know. It's, that was me, baby. It's interesting. That was interesting. me. Uh, before so, we I'm, start the show, Luke, because I'm a hack and I'm looking at our picks from last week now. Did you go three and three last week? I did go three and okay. three. Yeah. So I went four and two. I so started a switcheroo. I started three and on Thanksgiving. I hit my lock with the Vikings. I also hit with the Giants, which uh, a little bit of a lucky cover there. But I then proceeded to lose all my picks on Sunday with the Falcons felt like they were going to score. And that was a huge swing for both of us. It felt like the Falcons were going to score at the end of that game, throw an interception in the end zone. And it was it was a disastrous Sunday. So, I mean, it's not a lot, but you gaining a game on me is something. So I'm at 34 points right now. If you consider my my uh, countless pushes, and you're at 39 and a half, which means we are back in one-game territory. If I sweep this weekend, I'm actually ahead of you by half a game. And this is a weird weekend. I was looking at the board. There's a lot of like games like Steelers-Falcons is one, Lions-Jaguars is another. Uh, you could almost throw the Chargers-Raiders as well, like these one, one-and-a-half-point spreads between bad teams. Uh, like – some of the games, I'm like, hmm, that's interesting, but it's it's a weird week of games. Luke, I have a question before we begin. You said before we begin twice now, so I feel like we've already. Well, I have a second question began, before we begun continue. begun by now. It, it's, yeah. still, it's still show-related, but so I started the year off 1-11, right? Literally yes. 10 games under 500. Since then, I'm seven games over 500, if I do the math correctly. Are you impressed Very by that, that I fought back? Yes, I'm very impressed because, to be honest, that's a lot how it was in college football this year. I started off terrible the first week. Like, the first couple weeks are impossible because you don't know who's good. You know, a lot of people, like Steve Young says it all the time, it's like a preseason for the first month of the year. You don't really know who's good until November. So I actually – I am impressed by the fact that you've come back. And I was off to a, a pace that was unsustainable. Like, we kind of – it kind of makes sense. Like, I started off way too hot. You started off way too cold. And now we've kind of – come to to a, a middle of sorts where I'm just, you know, slightly better than you, but there's 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 a chance where I could lose this thing. I'm I'm definitely not feeling secure. I think I want to tie. I think that's the best case scenario. Cuz then we both what have to run a tie. Okay. Oh, we run together? Yes. We again, I think we should uh, do it like a three-legged race. Yes, tie ourselves together. Yes. I think that'd be I electric. That. I love that. Oh, 
another big game this week, Matt, and we'll start here. The New York Jets are taking on the Minnesota Vikings, Vikings three-point favorites. And both these teams are coming off of kind of big wins. I mean, for the Jets, it's all about Mike White. And that's what we need to talk about. Mike White against the Bears was – he was electric. I mean, I know it was against the Bears. But at the same time, like, it was a gross game. You were there. You can talk about that. It was, it was raining. It was wet. And he still went 22 of 28, 315 yards and three touchdowns. Jets win 31 to 10. And he was impressive. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, it was against the Bears, this and that. Like, Mike White looked really good. That touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson, he threaded the needle. That's not a pass that we've seen uh, Zach Wilson make. And, uh, I mean, there's really feels like there's no doubt that he's kind of taken over the starting job. And what a weird whirlwind of events we're living in now where, you know, Zach Wilson might not even dress another game. This he year. was really impressive. And I understand it's the, the Bears and they have no defense and they're playing Trevor Simeon. But he threw for over 300 yards in the most disgusting weather you could imagine. It was cold. It was rainy. The hands were getting kind of stiff, right? The, the fingers were kind of numb. And he still played a really good game. And do I think he can do this against the best of the best defenses? Probably not. But I don't really think he has to at this point. Because against Minnesota, and, and this is a game that's kind of on my, my slate of six picks, and I have to whittle it down to five, which we'll get to towards the end of the show. He made the throws he had to make, right? Every single throw he made was not necessarily Superman. You weren't seeing any Josh Allen, you know, 50-yard bombs. But you don't need that out of your quarterback right now. Your receivers are really talented. Elijah Moore gets involved into the offense again. Garrett Wilson looked fantastic. He made some great moves. And then you look at the run game, and the run game supported the offense quite nicely, even with Michael Carter going down. Yeah, and I mean, even going into this week, the Vikings have the second worst defense in football. Like, I feel like a lot of people are overlooking that because they've, you know, they've scored points, they've put up numbers, so it hasn't really been a huge issue. And, you know, a little bit like the Giants, they're kind of bend, don't break. They're kind of towards the middle of the pack and points allowed, but this is not a good Vikings defense. I mean, watching that game against the Patriots, like, Mac Jones kind of lit them up. Like, he was getting open throws. I mean, I saw it in the Bills game, too. Like, this isn't a great defense for Minnesota. So, I mean, there's not really a real reason why Mike White can't continue that success. So, you know, given the the Jets' defense, and we'll see kind of how they, they handle Justin Jefferson, but, I mean, there's no reason why Mike White can't go out and do this again this week. So the only thing that kind of concerns me, I guess, is he has such a small sample size. What's to say last week wasn't an aberration, right? Like, you look yeah. at all the games he's played in his career, and he hasn't been – he's had a couple good games, but he's also had some really bad games. And you can say, you know, it's it's hard to discuss his games last year because the team was so bad. This year, he's got actual weapons around him. Like, he's got really a really good offense around him, Luke, which is why you see the Jets going to – a 27-year-old fifth, former fifth-round pick as opposed to your number two overall pick because they they got to win now. And, and you look at what he did last year. He played a nice game against Cincinnati. He played an okay game against uh, the, 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 Col- uh, the Colts before he got hurt. Like, there's some magic there. It's just about that consistency. Can he sustain this, not even this past weekend's performance because he, he had a QBR of 91.2. Can he be average can he be a Jimmy Garoppolo type can he be a game manager and if he can continue to do that throughout the rest of the season I don't see how this team misses the playoffs or how they don't make the playoffs I should say 
I mean, you talk about the weapons. I mean, Garrett Wilson was unlocked once again. Uh, Elijah Moore found the end zone, two catchers for 64 yards. Like, the fact that you're getting the ball into a playmaker's hands is already an improvement from Zach Wilson. Like, I hate to say it, and I know, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, like, the offense, you know, it was too simple and Wilson. But either any way you slice it, Zach Wilson was missing easy throws. Well, did you see and, the story uh, that he basically has had the yip since the summer? Yeah, which is insane. Like, the dude like, forgot how to throw a football, which in some twisted thought process, I, I prefer him having forgotten how to play football as opposed to just stinking because maybe he can find it again. Now, when you look at the Jets, and it's kind of an interesting story, does he ever get the job back? This season, I don't see it. Next season, I could see him outplaying Mike White in the preseason and getting the job back. I truly can. But the concern is, what if he's not the guy next season? What if he outduels Mike White but then falls flat on his face come the regular season? Are you then going back to Mike White and you're now wasting another season when you could have gotten Jimmy G, maybe you could have went out and gotten Aaron Rodgers, you know, maybe you throw a Hail Mary and, and, and your prayers are answered and you get Tom Brady for the next two years. Like, there's some momentum where you can switch quarterbacks, but you can't do it until you sort of know what you have in Zach Wilson. I feel like we know what we have in Zach Wilson. I mean, what, what like, franchise quarterback has been sat down well, he has you know, the yips. for the mate. Like, uh, again, my, my thought who process. has ever recovered from the yips? It, like, Ben Simmons had the yips. Oh, he, he had a dominant how to play game, basketball, uh, so like, a week ago. He had, like, zero points in his last game, and now he has, he's out again. No, he like, had, like, a 22-point night. Chuck block, career-ended. Like, all these dudes that have the yips, they don't they don't usually figure it out. Like, I Zach Wilson, to me, wasn't good enough to start where the yips, like, he's going to get back to a place where he's a franchise quarterback. Like, if that's Yeah, but he, he did show something last year. Not a lot, but the team was so bad. Like, last like, going into this, this year, year, you were excited like, about Zach Wilson. So, can you get back to that? I don't, I don't know. Excited. But also, it might be too late. So, would you rather go into next year? Let's say they make the playoffs and maybe they win a game, but Mike White's kind of, you know, a, a, if, a poor man's Mike Jimmy White G. Is, Do you go after Jimmy G? Do you settle with Mike White? Do you package up to get another quarterback do you go for you know Aaron Rodgers like where do you go in, if I think, think Rodgers has to be at the top of the list I don't think I don't know if he's going to leave Green Bay but I mean that's an option I mean you have a team that's ready to win now we know that I, like the thing about you say like if Mike White's a poor man's Jimmy G do you keep him my only thing is Jimmy G has been consistently Jimmy G for long enough where I think I'd rather pay him a little bit more to, to bring him in if that makes sense like Mike White we're going to see how the rest of the season goes. That's why I can't really make a call now. I mean, there's no reason why Mike White can't be your quarterback, but I'm not going to say right now, yeah, he's your quarterback for next year. Like, I think they, they have to evaluate the rest of the year. If he's kind of a passenger for the ride, then I think you go out and get a Jimmy G if you can't land an Aaron Rodgers, you know, someone in that caliber. But, I mean, I, I just think it's over for Zach Wilson. I mean, if I'm the Jets, I, I said it last week, like, the locker room clearly is responding to Mike White. He gets the ball to his playmakers. The offense looked completely different. And I just think this is a completely different team without Zach Wilson. I mean, Garrett Wilson, even with Joe Flacco is putting up numbers, like the fact that the guy that's supposed to be your franchise quarterback can't get him the ball is, is kind of crazy. To you know, it'd be kind of juicy though. Bring in Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson takes a step back. He's, he's riding QB two for a couple of years. And now all of a sudden Zach Wilson's favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is teaching him how to play quarterback. Well, I mean, the other option you have is trying to trade Zach Wilson, but I mean, who knows? I don't know, you know how you don't get a second is. round pick for him, though. 
Like you got a, a second, second you round, got a second pick. round pick for Sam Darnold, and he doesn't have nearly the yeah, arm but, strength and the the sex uh, appeal that Zach Wilson has. I think they're very similar, and Sam Darnold. I want to say played, but he did have the mono thing. But I mean, I think Sam Darnold showed us more than Zach Wilson has shown us so far. But but I think the the way you could spin it as a dumb GM, if you're see, I don't want to use the Carolina Panthers as an example because well, they're probably I, gonna go through the draft. But like, if you're the Detroit Lions, I guess, and you finish mm-hmm. with a pick that isn't high enough to get a top, you know, C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, do you throw a second round pick? or, you know, a later second-round pick at Zach Wilson and say he can go in, try to battle Jared Goff, and see what happens? No, I, I don't. If, I, if I'm any team, a second-round pick is crazy. Like, Darnold, at least, he like, Sam Darnold had cachet where, like, he was supposed to be the number one overall pick going into the year. Like, he had that USC, you know, the, the year where they went to the Rose Bowl and everyone's talking about him. And then, like, I feel like him having that gave him more opportunities down the line. You know, Zach Wilson late onto the scene was kind of a, a sexy, like last minute. Hey, this guy could be something. I feel like Darnold's background and how he was kind of talked about before gave him that extra time. And not to mention, I mean, he played 50 or what he play? He played 38 games with the jets and you know, you, it wasn't great, but he had 55 touchdowns. He had 52 interceptions or 45 touchdowns, 39 interceptions. I'm looking at his career numbers. So, I mean, we saw a lot out of Sam Darnold. Like, Zach Wilson's too much of a question mark. I know Darnold wasn't great from what we saw, but at least you could say, hey, I see things here where I could fix it. Like, if Zach Wilson can't even throw the football, I don't know if any team's going to risk giving up an actual draft pick. I just think the ceiling, in theory, is so high, and I wonder if a dumb GM would would throw, you know, a pick their way. I don't know if his ceiling's high, though. Like, Like, to me, like, you could tell this year, I feel like his height was becoming an issue. I feel like... It feels like he should be mobile, but so many times he kind of just rolls out and, like, doesn't run. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the ceiling isn't really there. Well, I wouldn't trade a second. I'm saying maybe you can get, like let's, – let's let's think of some some teams. Not the AFC East. Not the NFC. No, I don't think the Giants like, would go after Zach Wilson. I, th- I think they're smart than no, that. No, no chance. Um, could the – Jones. Ah. Uh, it's like the Seahawks, maybe? The NFC like, South, maybe? Like, there's got to be a team there, right? Yeah. Not Atlanta. Not Carolina. Could could the Saints do that? Like that's a team that's got a good, you know, a stout defensive head coach. Like that's a solid, supposed to be a solid team. They're kind of underperformed. Doesn't have a first round pick, so maybe they say, "Hey, we'll take a hail mary." We like our defense. We like our weapons. Let's see if Zach Wilson can give us something. Maybe I, I do want to ask you this though before we move on from the Jets. Do the Jets have the ability to switch at any point this year? Like. If Mike White has this similar thing where he has a great game and then maybe next week he's okay and then against the Bills he does like the implode thing like he did last time, throws four or five interceptions, do they have the ability to go back to Zach Wilson or do you think it's too far gone at this point? Like they've made the decision. Zach Wilson's not even dressing at this point. Like I don't know. Like can Salah make that change again and still keep this team together that's trying to go on a playoff run? Like I feel like there's so many things going on right now that – even if Mike White struggles, it's it's going to be a hard call to go back to Zach. So from what I've gathered based on hearing Rob Sala talk, and I'm no genius, but he's basically saying Zach Wilson will come back. He literally just needs to find his fundamentals again. And through practice and, and you know, while he's, while he's working with the scout team, he's working on his fundamentals. So can he bring back and get rid of the yips and plant his feet and learn how to throw a ball at, uh, you know, for a screen pass? 
if he can do that, I think in the next two weeks, you could see if the Jets lose to Minnesota and then get destroyed by the Buffalo, I could see him taking the last four games of the season if he shows the coaching staff enough. And I don't know what that number is. I don't know what that is in terms of how talented he needs to be or how many throws he needs to make. But finishing the year, it's Detroit and Jacksonville. And then obviously Seattle and Miami. Those first two games, Detroit and Jacksonville, are very winnable games. And Detroit's defense, while they've gotten better late in the season, like that's a defense you can put up 30 points against. And but that's I think a Mike fairly White safe can give you 30 spot. points easier. I think Mike White can give you 30 points yeah, easier. Yeah, but if you get blown Wilson. out by Minnesota and you lose 35-10 and he throws two interceptions and then he throws another interception against the Bills and maybe the defense keeps you in it because it's one of those, you know, it's a cold, wintry day in Buffalo and you're running the ball well. But Mike White's, you know, 12 of 25 for 78 yards, you know, a rushing touchdown and two interceptions. I could see them going back to Zach Wilson if he shows some flashes and gets back to that normalcy that you that he and the team expects him to get back into. I feel like you're you're downplaying the fact that he for, like forgot how to throw. Like I feel like if he's no, but I'm I'm saying like ball, from from their mindset, if they want to get Zach Wilson back on the field and they still believe in Zach Wilson, that's the roadmap to getting him there. Is you put him back in against Detroit because that's a weak defense. You, you you sat him for three weeks. He's learned how to. He's, he's regained his form ideally in the next in these past three weeks, and you go on from there. Now I don't say that I would be the one to do that. I think that's a very tough spot to be in because if you lose these next two games to Minnesota and Buffalo, I don't know how you're making the playoffs. I, I guess you could, but you probably need to win out at that point. And yeah, can Mike White do that for you? Maybe. But if you lose these games and you're a game back of the Patriots and really it's two because they have the tiebreaker, is are you better off just throwing Zach Wilson back out there? Maybe. But again, it depends on the locker room. It depends on how the players react. And whatever this team does, I have full faith in. Because every single position but the quarterback position, and I guess the kicker, has been very, very good this season. And for the most part, you know, we see the the, the vision that Joe Douglas has. So I, I have faith in this team. I do think that if you're not sold on Zach Wilson, it's got to be over this year. So whether that's playing in the last four games and you missed the playoffs because of it, I think long-term that's a better solution because now you know, okay, he's done, he's dead, kick him out, and we'll have to find somebody else. I just think these opportunities in the NFL are so few and far between. Like, you have a couple key injuries next year and you're out of the playoffs. I just think if you're in striking distance, you go for it. And I think that's what they're doing. I mean, by switching to Mike White, if they – if they felt like they weren't a playoff team, a playoff caliber team, they probably would have kept Zach Wilson and said, okay, let's let's just figure out what Wilson is. Let's not try to make the playoffs. I think this this group, I don't know if it's a push from ownership. I don't know if it's just Robert Sala trying to show something in his, you know, in his second year with the Jets. But I think this this team wants to make the playoffs. And I don't think they're going to jeopardize anything to to make the playoffs. I don't think so either, but you know, you asked me, is there a way to see Zach Wilson back on the field? There is. I don't know if I agree with it, but there is a way. Um, and I think that would be very telling how this goes. But I, I will say this. I don't think they're losing on Sunday. I don't think we're, you know, wow. the, the conversation I brought up, I, I look at this team and I say, I think they can get Kirk Cousins to, to make some mistakes. This defense, like you yes. said before, in Minnesota is not very good. My biggest concern is probably the run game for Minnesota because I think Sauce and DJ Reed have been – they have been the best cornerback duo in the NFL this year. DJ Reed's been 
sneakily just as good as Sauce Gardner. So either he side of the field, they put him on. Week, what was that? He did get dimed on that touchdown last week. A little bit. It happens. But if, if they can limit Justin Jefferson to, like, five catches for 85 yards or 100 yards, like, I'll take it. Because the assumption is that Thielen's getting shut down by the other cornerback. And, you know, I guess Hawkinson, what, you usually play a linebacker on Hawkinson, right? Like, oh, no, I think – I guess you can play, like, C.J. Mosley. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of talent on this defense. And I think if you can limit the run game and – take the other weapons out of it. I don't think Justin Jefferson can beat you by himself, and especially with Kirk Cousins at, at the quarterback position. Yeah, I think the, the Jets are going to be in this game throughout. Um, it's going to be interesting because I think watching last week, it was pretty apparent that, I mean, if New England's offense can cut up the, the Vikings defense, the Jets can pretty easily as well. So I, I think the Jets are definitely going to be in this game. It's a tough environment to go to. Like, Seeing Mike White go to a tough road environment will also be an interesting test. So I agree. I'm not going to say the Jets will win this game, but I, I do also agree. You know, when you say that they, they kind of have to win these next two, it's going to be weird. The AFC playoff picture is super weird right now because, you know, you can also say the Patriots are, you know, if they lose to the Bills and the Jets lose, they're not going to lose any ground there. But you've got teams like the Chargers kind of creeping up as well. So, I mean, I, I, I agree to a certain extent, but I think <sighs> – I still think Minnesota is going to win this game just because I just, it's so hard to say like limit Justin Jefferson because he is just, he's such a freak and I don't know if they're going to shadow him with sauce. It feels like they're not going to, it feels like they're going to have him play his side like they did against the bills. But I mean, if there's ever a time to let sauce just individually try to take a matchup, it's, it's this weekend. But, but didn't we see the same thing against the bills and Stefan Diggs, who is a comparable receiver to Justin Jefferson? Like they kind of shut him down. And the rest of the weapons for Buffalo wasn't good enough to make up for that. Yeah. So it, but I, is that the same route you can go? I will say this, Luke. If the Jets lose this game and next, they're not making the playoffs. Because it's seven and six. I don't, you know, that's a tough thing to come back from. You're going to have to win out. And can they do that? I, I don't know. Like, I'm sure they could in theory win the next four games. But, you know, it, it, it's a tough spot to be in. Because Detroit's a, a swanky young team. You know, Jacksonville is beatable, but crazier things have happened. They've got some nice weapons over there. And then you look at Miami and you say, well, they might be playing for the one seed or the division, depending on what happens with Kansas City and what happens with Buffalo. So there's a lot to play for for Miami, which is why I think this specific game is so important just to get that win. And then with Buffalo, if you split, you split and you kind of accept that. Yeah, and it feels like that Buffalo game, you know, Buffalo's going to be coming out angry. They're at home. It's not going to be a game that the Jets are going to sneak up on them. And I'm not saying the Jets can't beat them again. They certainly can because the Bills' defense is losing. They're missing a lot of pieces right now. I mean, Von Miller is out too. I'll kind of transition to the Bills here. And when I look at the Bills and, you know, you talk about the Jets, this team has to win out if they want any opportunity at that one seed that they've, you know, so coveted since beating the Chiefs. I thought they, they locked it up when they beat the Chiefs. That's, that's what I yeah, was told. I thought so too. I thought so too. But since then, I mean, they're three and two since then. It wasn't pretty on Thanksgiving, but it was one of those weeks where, like I said, if you win two games, I don't care how you do it, put two wins in the column and then move on because now you've got the Patriots, the Jets, and the Dolphins the next three weeks, and they're all must win. I mean, they, they're already in a hole 0 and 2 in the division, which is a place they haven't been. And they, they haven't lost the division. They haven't lost to the Dolphins in like five years. They hadn't lost to the Jets in quite some time. And they've already lost to both of them. So 
I mean, it's it's going to be must win from here on out. And I think if they went out, they can still get the one seed because that would mean they beat Miami and you have to hope Miami loses another game. Miami's got three tough games coming up. Uh, the Chiefs, I guess you kind of have to hope they lose to the Bengals or, or lose a game down the stretch. But they're only a game behind the Chiefs that have that that tiebreaker. So this team still has a path to the one seed, but they really have to lock in and win out. And I don't know if they have the ability to do that, but that's, that's the path they need to take. I mean, if you look at the Kansas City, you know, remaining schedule, it's tough to find another loss on their schedule. If it's not uh, Cincinnati, just to run through it, they play – I mean – they're, they're not losing to Denver, that's for sure. They're not losing to Houston. No. So it's Seattle no. or the Raiders. And maybe the Raiders uh. in Week 18 do something wacky. Maybe the Seahawks defense tightens up. In, in some no. weird voodoo way, I kind of could see Denver winning if the Denver home game was Week 17 instead of the other way around just because the defense could be you know riled up. Maybe Patrick Mahomes kind of takes his foot off the pedal for a minute and somehow – I don't know. I guess Latavius Murray runs all over the place because, you know, Russell Wilson's not throwing the ball anywhere. But regardless of the one seed, like, yeah, you want the one seed. And I think it's super important, especially this year for this team. But I think winning out would just give you such a sense of optimism that it feels like Bills fans has kind of lost this season because it has been a slug and it has been, you know, tiring. And you face so many injuries. Like, this is a really banged up secondary. So when you put up, when you give up 25 points to the Lions and Josh Allen's kind of struggling to make some plays at some points, like you really want that one seed, but also, you know, I'm kind of talking myself into, into a, a weird circle here. Like I just want to see them play good football down the line. And if they can't, you know, if the injuries catch up to them in the playoffs, then so be it. Football is so dumb because after week two, it was like the Bills have like the best team of all time, their offense, their defense. You know, they beat the, the Rams by 21. They beat the Titans by almost 40. And it's like, oh, man, this is going to be a great year. They're never going to lose. And then, you know, they lose to Miami. But they bounce back with four straight wins. But then the injuries come and they lose two out of the next three. It's like it's such a crazy it's such a crazy sport with, with so many ebbs and flows. And that's why, like, the last two weeks, I felt like it was like a very, like, centering experience for the Bills because early on it felt like they were world beaters. No one was going to beat them. And then, you know, Josh Allen starts to struggle and the offense starts to struggle. So just to get those two wins, I think, was really important just to kind of muck it up, win ugly. And I don't know, I feel like people are down on the Bills right now. And that's kind of a position that they they almost like to be in because with all the expectations, it's like every game has so much hanging over it. But now they can go out and get a win against the Lions and people are like, oh, man, this Bills team's really bad. But it's like, all right, we won the game. Let's move on and not worry about that. So I feel like the rest of the season kind of presents that for the Bills, a chance to kind of become one of the top teams in the AFC once again. Because you look up right now, it's like eight and three isn't bad, but you're second in your division and Miami looks really dang good. And the Jets are right behind you and you've got a game against New England coming up. So there's no real gimmies down the stretch outside of possibly you'd hope the Bears. But other than that, I mean, these are going to be playoff level games the rest of the year. What's so crazy for the Bills, too, is we talk about the struggles that they're going through. And, you know, they're 8-3 and three and all this stuff. They have the, the biggest point differential or the best point differential in the NFL at plus 110. And I believe I'm reading correctly, second is Kansas City. Or rather, second is actually the Dallas Cowboys at plus 92. You know, second in the AFC is Kansas City at plus 83. You know, they're still a top five defense in terms of points allowed. Like, it, it sounds like Buffalo is panicking, and they're still one of the best teams in the NFL by a long shot. And I think just getting healthy is the priority for them, right? And it's hard to say yeah. that. It's hard, It's easier said than done, but 
you know, maybe you sit Von Miller an extra game. Maybe you, you know, rest your secondary and you bring them back slower just so that when it comes to playoff time, if you're fully healthy and Von Miller's there and your secondary is as healthy as it can be, I don't really care if you're playing on the road, at home, at a neutral site, in a dome, you know, with snow falling down, you're still probably going to be favored in every single game you play in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, save for AFC Championship at Kansas City. That's probably a spot where they want to be favored. But I think, but it'd be, I, mean, I think it'd be one and a half. I think it'd be close. Yeah, maybe one and a half, two and a half. I mean, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I still think this team has all the tools. But I, at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to Josh Allen just because he's been good lately, but he hasn't been special. And when he's special, this offense is, is humming. It's unbeatable. But when he's not, it's the three and outs. It's... Oh my gosh, here's the Bills puncher. We never see him. And I think last week, you know, you heard, I heard Stefan Diggs talk about it after the game. Like, you know, they, they said, like, what was that moment with you and, and Josh Allen where, you know, Josh makes that crazy throw, they win the game, and they're, they're like, embracing on the sideline. And he kind of said, like, you know, Josh, I had to, like, let him know, like, how great he is because he's so hard on himself. And when he's been struggling and when we haven't been clicking on all cylinders, he's been, you know, beating himself up about it. So I feel like just to have that moment where, he makes a big throw, you know, the Thanksgiving game, everyone's watching, they get the game winning field goal. I think that's a, like a good starting point for the rest of the season. And Josh Allen's always going to be a confident guy to the point where it gets him in trouble. But, you know, he's also a guy that, that expects to be, to be perfect. And, you know, when you're not perfect, you have to kind of make things happen. And I think that's what they've done the last two. Games. And I think the injury is really impacting him because he can't quite get everything on his throws. Right. And he's now learning over these next few weeks, how can I be my, my best self through this injury, right? And you can rehab it. You can rest it. Uh, you know, I had, you know during the broadcast, they are saying it's got to be really tough playing a game Sunday and then another game Thursday. So now you're getting that full week off between last Thursday and this Thursday. That'll be the biggest test because if he's getting a full week's rest and he can sling it as close to healthy as he normally is, that bodes extremely well for this team because, like you said, Luke, everything runs through Josh Allen. He's just that good. Yeah, and we'll move on. We'll talk some Giants quickly here before we get to our picks. This is a pseudo kind of playoff game for the Giants. They're home against the Commanders. They've got to play them two times going on the rest of the year. And it kind of feels like the sky is falling. I know it's hard to say because of the you know the injuries and this team wasn't supposed to be good and we know all that. But either way, you know, take all that out of the equation. You're still seven and four. You still got a chance to make the playoffs, but it feels like if they lose this weekend, it could be over because after that, you've got Philadelphia, you've got the Commanders again at Washington, and then you've got the Vikings and the Eagles. It feels like the Colts is the only, you know, kind of gimme win, and who even knows at this point with the Giants. So uh, it kind of feels like the season is is coming to a, uh, a head this weekend at home where if you win this game, I feel like a lot of... I feel like you, you, there would be a little bit of a calm to this team. I'm not saying if they win this game, they're in, but there feels like there's a lot of panic right now within the Giants, you know, fandom. And I, I get it because, you know, we could sit here and say this wasn't a team that was supposed to be good. But, I mean, the way they started, it was like, oh, man, there's no way this team misses the playoffs. And now we're sitting here like, oh, man, like this team really might not make the playoffs. So this weekend is just uber important for the Giants. Like 7-2 and two is 7-2. and two. But when you're in that position – the idea of them not making the playoffs is truly it's it's flabbergasting. Like it doesn't make sense in my mind. And I see the injuries and I see the struggles and I see Saquon Barkley taking a step back these last few games, but you gotta find a way. Right? 
we touted this schedule as one of the easier schedules in the NFL. And frankly, like something's got to give, like your guys have to make some plays. And if that's Daniel Jones running the extra, you know, play or two and carrying that ball to score a touchdown, then so be it. But you have one, two, three, four, five, six games remaining that we kind of go over. You should beat the Colts. You should probably split with Washington. And it's about finding one more game to get to 10. And if you get to 10, you're in. So I don't want to hear about, you know, nine wins is a successful season. It's a nice building block. But if you want real excitement and momentum heading into next season, you got to make the plus and you've got to win three of these next six games. And it shouldn't be that difficult to do it. And I think what people are forgetting is the NFC is still pretty weak. Like, I feel like the only team that has a chance to make it to the wild card right now is Seattle. I, I don't think the Falcons are doing it. I think Seattle's the one team on the outside right now that could catch them. And after this week, they play the Rams twice. So that, that could be a good boost for Seattle. But they play the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Jets three straight weeks. Like, they need to find four wins themselves, and they'd probably have to win two of those. So I still think the Giants are in a pretty good spot right now to make the playoffs. But, you know, they have to win games, obviously. They could also lose out and then there's no chance they get in. So it really feels like the season's on the line this weekend. And to me, there's no reason they can't win this game. Like, I understand the commanders are are playing really well right now. Their defense is really good. But this is going to be a muck-it-up game. This isn't going to be a a shootout between Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones. This is going to be a a 13-17 game. And I think there's no reason why the Giants can't get to 17. I mean, Taylor Heineke is still prone to throw interceptions. He's not going to really light you up. He's not going to have a perfect game. He's going to make mistakes. So if you can limit their running backs, I think you have a good chance. Because as good as Terry McLaurin is, as good as Samuel is, and you know they've got a good rece- receiving core, this Giants defense, I still think, is good enough to hang around. It's the commanders. Like, I feel like people are, are throwing away this game already. It's like, this commanders team still has that commanders in them. And at some point, they're going to struggle. And I think this is a week where the Giants defense can kind of get to Taylor Heineke. It is, but also, can the offense do enough? Can they score enough points against a very good defense that's getting better? Can they handle a team that is kind of on the up and up, right? The, the commanders won, what, six of their last seven? Like, how do you stop that kind of momentum? I guess, you know, at home is a bright spot, but there's just been so many injuries. I really wonder if it's too late for this Giants team, which is, it's really a shame because the, the, the plus are right there. You got to be that one team. And I don't know if Seattle makes the playoffs. I, I think they might be done. So it's about just taking care of business. I just I, I I can't see them winning this game, but I also don't see them missing the playoffs in a way. So maybe because it's at home, and you know Brian Dable has some extra time because he played Thursday and so why, could be why do you not see them? Why do you not see them win this game though? Like why why are you throwing that away? I, I just feel I mean, like the Commanders the, just beat like the, the Eagles. Commanders. I know, but they also just almost lost to the Falcons. Like I, I, I can't look at this Commanders team any differently than I look at the Giants. To be completely honest, I mean they have a better defense for sure. They do have a better defense than the Giants. They but, have better weapons. I mean at the end, of the, but at the end of the day, like the Giants are a team that have played mostly close games outside of the Lions game. That's been you know one possession games. Like I think this is going to come down to the end, and I just I don't think there's any reason why the Giants can't win this game. There isn't, but what have the Giants done recently to tell you that they will win this game? I mean, not a lot. That's fair. And I think the, the biggest issue has been Saquon Barkley has been shut down. He's looked like Saquon Barkley of last year where he's not getting, you know, big runs. He's kind of getting stuffed at the line. 
They've had some other backs come in and carry the ball better than him recently. I think that's been a problem. When he becomes the focal point and the only thing you can do, that's when you run into trouble because Daniel Jones isn't at the level where he can take over a game with his arm and win it. So that's the biggest difference I see is that after, after that Texans game, I don't know if it's because of the 35 carries or what, but he has certainly taken a step back in these last two games. These, All I can say, Luke, is that the picks are really – I'm shook by these picks because I had a very good lean on this game, and now I just don't know. But to, to kind of – I mean, you clearly like the commanders. Yeah, but now I don't know. Why? I didn't say anything life-changing. I'm just know. saying, like, I just sit how here. many weeks in a row are you going to trust the Commanders? That's all I'm asking, because you've trusted right, them how a lot. How many I trust the Falcons, Luke? They've been 0-3 in your last three picks of them. <laughs> okay, I'm done with the Falcons. Yeah, until I'm next done week. with the Falcons. But, but I, I, Also, another like note of the schedule is the Commanders, the next three weeks, it's at New York, by home to New York. So, like... Yeah. That's, that's why this game... if you. If you, I think they're going to lose the second game to the Commanders. They can win this game. That's kind of how I see it. Right, which is why I'm saying, well, if I think they're going to split, they're not winning that game. It's got to be this game. And you have the extra time. You've got the extra, you know, you've got the the mini buy, as everyone likes to call it. Saquon's hopefully healthier. Brian Dables. I also think Brian Dables too good a coach to have them lose three games in a row, especially when one of them was against the Lions, and now the next one is against you know the, the Commanders. Yeah. And I agree, and that's what I'm saying. I, the Giants weren't as good as they were in the beginning of the year. They're not going to be that good. But I also think the Commanders aren't as good as they've been playing recently. It, it's it's a weird spot to be in. But maybe that helps you eliminate one of your picks, Matt, because you said you had well, you had said you had six, right? Yeah, but full transparency, one of the games was the Jets game, one of them was the Giants game, and I don't wow. feel particularly strong about either of them. Well, let's jump into our picks oh, here. God. Like you said, why? You are you are within striking distance of me. Sure am. You beat you made up a game. If you just make up a game every week, you're gonna beat me. And you made up a game last week, so I'm I'm nervous. I the board is weird. There's a lot of bad teams playing against each other, which is always tough. Like like Falcons Steelers. Like, That's hideous. I, I it's disgusting, and I can't pick it. But you also took the Steelers against the Colts. Yeah, I, I was getting gross. points, wasn't I? Yeah, you're getting points. I'm just saying. That game was kind of gross, too. I love that game. I thought that was a game you would pick. I know, That game screamed was the same thing as the Tennessee game. The Which Tennessee The Tennessee game that Tennessee lost to Cincinnati, but they were plus two dog. Like, that was the same game. We had the Titans, though. I did. The Titans lost. Yeah. The Steelers won. Yes. That's different. But those were very similar. (laughs) No, they were similar picks. At the start of last week, I was like, well, these games are basically the same same thought process. That's fair. That's fair. Would you do um, I have to pick who goes first? Since I won last week. Won the week. Yeah. I'll go first. I'll I'll receive. Wow, I thought you were gonna kick. No, I won't receive this time around. Uh give me All Seattle right. minus seven. When I was doing the picks earlier today, Luke, the the line was at seven and a half. And then I went back and did my final check and it dropped to seven within like five minutes. Uh as I as I reloaded to see if anything's changed here in the last I guess hour or so well, since I last saw these picks. Where are they? I know Stafford of him he's not at practice today he's probably not gonna play yeah but everyone's hurt for la stafford cup yeah they're they're dead uh, oh uh Aaron Aaron Donald's not playing like i love seattle and i they were almost my lock but there's one pick that i am head over heels in love with that if i can make it worth six points i would wow i have all right so my first pick 
I have six picks too. I am in a well, now I'm at four so. because there is one pick that. All right, I'm just going to start with this. I'm going to take the Packers minus four and a half against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers is playing. I don't think Justin Fields is playing. If he does play, I might be screwed here. I guess the question is motivation, but like the Bears are so bad. I mean, you saw it. You saw it in person. They're bad. Their defense is bad. Eddie Jackson got hurt in that game too. Like I'm gonna take the Packers minus four and a half. Just throw the records out the window. Aaron Rodgers destroys the Bears. So give me the Packers minus four and a half. If I had guts, I'd be picking uh, the Texans plus seven, taking on uh, Cleveland. But I don't have guts. I that's the game I'm I'm kind of questioning myself. Ooh, on. Revenge game. Does Deshaun Watson show up? Um, but again. I, I, I have Sean Watson the first week he comes back. I feel like he's a bad luck. What was that? Feels wrong. Like, if I bet on Deshaun, Deshaun Watson the first week he's back. Well, there is someone here that is playing him for his fantasy team. I'm not going to say who. True. But, um, that is true. I, I'll leave it at that. Uh, and it's not you. I'll say that much. Um, <laughs> to my next pick, Luke. Give me Tennessee plus five and a half. Oh, love I, it. I love oh, Tennessee jump this on. game. I'm jumping on with you. I love this game. They're going to run all over Philadelphia. Philadelphia's D-line is still a little banged up. The, the defense is nice. They know A.J. Brown pretty well. Um, and what did Philadelphia do so well on, was it, Sunday night? They, they ran the ball very well. But I think Tennessee's defense can hold up. And, and also, like, they give a lot of points to Green Bay, a team that's not very good. So I think Tennessee can kind of hold their own. Yeah, that's my pick as well. I have Tennessee plus five and a half. Exact reasons you gave. I think Tennessee runs all over this Eagles defense. I think Tennessee's defense is better than the Packers. I mean, Tennessee probably could have won that game if they didn't run into the snapper on the field goal for the Bengals that gave them the win. Like, they were in that game. Tannehill's kind of slinging it right now. Traylon, Traylon Burks is kind of coming into his own as well. Titans are playing good football. And to give me five and a half, I, I love that. So give me a Titans. Love a nice five and a half, uh, five and a half. It's a, bi- it's a big number. Yeah, Some yeah. would say too big. Uh, next pick, give me Kansas City minus two, taking on Cincinnati in Cincinnati. I just like the Chiefs. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's a good football team. They're a complete team. The the number isn't prohibitive. You know, if it was three and a half, I don't know if I'd like it. If it was three, I don't know if I'd like it. But at two points, I, I think I like it because it's kind of a pick at this point. And I like Kansas City to win this game. I'm in a bad spot, Matt. I'm in a Are bad spot. Are you also spot. in Kansas City? Nope. I'm not on Kansas City. Oh, you're on you're on the Bengals. They I, they are one of my picks, but now now that you've picked the Chiefs, it's a lot more. Show pressure. me something. Pick them. Does it warrant my sixth pick getting promoted? You know what? I can't in good conscience pick the Browns. Give me the Bengals plus two over the Chiefs. Jamar Chase is coming back. We saw the recipe last year in the playoffs. I understand the Chiefs want to come and get this win, but. To me, this is a uh, this is the game the Bengals have been waiting for. They're playing good football right now. They get the Chiefs at home. The Tony Romo, Jim Nance vehicle. It's going to be rocking in Cincinnati. The Bengals are sneaky, like right back in the Super Bowl mix, in my opinion. And I think they can put their stamp in this game. The Chiefs' defense, I'm I'm still not sold on it. Anytime they play a good offense, they seem to struggle. And this Bengals offense is really darn good. Joe Mixon should be coming back as well. So. I'm going to take the Bengals plus two. Right. So so now I, here's my predicament, Luke. I think I'm wiping off Ooh. Washington minus two and a half. I'll pick them in two weeks. I'll pick them in two weeks. I'll, I'll say that now. Jot take it down. the Jets, Khaled. So it's the Jets plus three. I like the Chargers minus one and a half taking on the Raiders, but I have to throw that game out. That is a square bet. 
because anyone that yeah. bets on the Chargers and Raiders is a bozo, myself included. Yes, I did it early. I'm growing yes. as a as a sports better. I will not pick that game. Now the other game that I thought I I'll liked take the over was San Francisco minus four, but also earlier in the week I was like, ooh, Miami plus four. I kind of like the points. I'm gonna stay off that game because I'm an idiot and I don't know what's gonna happen. So I say all that to say, Luke, I am picking Mike effing White and the New York Jets. Wow. Give it to me. Plus wow. three is nice. I think they can keep it close. I would like the half point, uh, you know, uh, number, you know, but three and a really half would be a lot nicer. Game. Yeah. But I, I have faith in this team. I have faith in this defense to keep it close. And, you know, frankly, Luke, you're talking about how bad the – the uh, Vikings defense has really helped me with this pick. So thank you, Luke, unless the Jets lose. In that case, it'll be all your fault. I love the pick, personally. So, so join it. me. Make it your no. lock. No, no. Show no. me something. Make it your lock. Please, please. Uh, my next pick, we talked about a lot of gross games. Give me the Lions plus one over the Jaguars. They're coming back. They're, they're staying at home. This is a game where I looked at it. I looked at the line, and I was like, is Jacksonville the play? Because they're minus one. That feels kind of weird on the road. It's like, oh, man, is this a trap game? But I think this is just a game where it's like, all right, both these teams are four and seven. They're not that good. Even with the Lions being at home, I understand they're a dog. But I just – I think the Lions' offense has more weapons than the Jaguars. I think that their defense can get a few more stops. They're very similar teams, so it's kind of a risky game to pick. But I'm going to take the Lions plus one. They're kind of – it feels like the even with the same record, it feels like the Lions are still kind of somehow in the playoff picture and the Jaguars aren't just because of how bad the NFC has been. So I'm going to take the Lions plus one. Luke, I think I'm going to get hooked with my lock. I think oh, I'm going to no. lose it because of the hook, but I, I got to do it. Give me the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Yeah. Thursday night football, three and a half point favorite oh, on the, against the Patriots on the road. I just love this team. Like they've got that flair offensively. I don't think Mac Jones can can do enough. Uh, the, the the second running back for the Patriots is out. What's his name? Um, Damian Harris. Damian Harris is out. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, great fantasy pickup by yours truly last week. I'll, I'll I'll say that. I literally was like, oh, Damian Harris is out. Let's go. Ramondre's gonna go off. And then I checked my team, and I was like, ah, that's right. He was electric too. If you didn't, if we didn't make that trade, Ramondre Stevenson for Debo Samuel, you would have beaten me. Yeah. How does that feel? It feels bad, man. And I'm in the clump of six and six teams outside of the playoff picture. That's right. Not good. But I love the Buffalo Bills in this game. I love them. I think Josh Allen, the extra couple of days rest will be nice for him. You know, Bill Belichick only scares second-year quarterbacks and Zach Wilson's. So I, I think this is fine for the Bills. And, you know, no Von Miller hurts. It does. But I don't think Mac Jones is good enough to make it hurt enough to where they lose this game. I was looking back on it. I hate picking the Bills. I picked them twice this year. I'm one and one. Am I taking Buffalo? This was a game. This is a game where I really wanted to take them, but I decided not to because I, I don't know. You've pushed once with them in week four. They were minus three. I don't remember who they played that week. So you've only took them once. Was that that Baltimore? That was Baltimore, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's surprising because I mean they're they're a pretty good team. They they usually. Seems like, I don't know, because the last two weeks they, they pushed and they didn't cover. So, I don't know, but three and a half. That line was up to five and a half yesterday. Yeah, I saw I it at three and a half and I love it. why it's down to three and I don't know what's going Von on. Miller, maybe? I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, but I feel like people knew he was going to play anyways. But yeah, maybe. Okay. All that being said, my lock of the week. You said, you, you talked about that. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers minus four 
against the Miami Dolphins. This just feels like a weird line, and that's why I'm going to take the Niners because the Dolphins are playing really good football right now. They're, they're in contention in the AFC, but the Niners' defense, I think, is going to be the key here. They have been fantastic. They know the Mike McDaniel's offense. You know, they, they know how this thing goes. So at home, how that defense looked last week, I think the Dolphins are due for kind of a, a letdown spot given how well they've played. And also, selfishly, I'm hoping the Bills win and the Dolphins lose so that the Bills can reclaim first place in the AFC. So give me the Niners minus four lock. I don't hate it, Luke. I don't hate it at all. Do you want to take a guess of what the uh, Bills record is against the spread this year? Um, so they're eight and three overall. I'm going to say six and five. Five, five and one. Oh yeah, because they had the push. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. That was a good. That was a good pull. That was a good pull. So yeah, like I said, like it felt like early on they were covering every spread, but lately it's been a little, been a little dicey. It has been, been a little dicey. I, I love that San Francisco pick. I don't know if I was gutsy enough to make it my lock, but it was right there for for a, a decent portion of. I, but I could see that game going either way, to be honest. So like I say, I oh, like uh, it hundred percent. But I could also see you know San Francisco Jimmy G get you know being Jimmy G in a bad way, kind of falling off, and then. Two are just, yeah, the, you know, Terry Kill goes four off. just seems so high for this game that it, it makes me have to take it. Like, if this was like a two-point two spread, I don't think I'd touch it. But being four, it just makes me think, you know, something's up here. So When do we start flexing got the, other games? I don't need to see Colts-Cowboys on Sunday night. They they could have flexed it. They Why? Didn't. How did they not put Chiefs-Bengals on man. Sunday night? Cowboys, man. I know. Well, Chief, no, Chiefs-Bengals is a CBS game like they call oh so game. you can't take that one it's a 425 national yeah oh so what, um, what could they have gotten any of the one o'clocks uh they could have got any other game besides that game low-key so commanders like Giants Vikings? might do might might have been better maybe it's just tough cowboys are tough to flex like next weekend i forget what the game was supposed to be but now it's dolphins chargers i think it was supposed to be like i think the rams were supposed to be in there or something like that um but yeah they can start flexing jets now. Like, bill flexed that's a hot take for you I, I I actually thought originally it was going to be flexed, but I think they're going to probably they might flex Dolphins Bills the next week is what I think because it's a it's listed as TBD right now, and the Sunday night game is Patriots Raiders, so yeah. that could be a that could be a flex situation for I sure. Don't need but, to see any of that? But that'll do it for the Wild and Own show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Be sure to tune in next week. We'll be back to our normal schedule, I believe. And also, oh, maybe I think not. I'm driving home we'll, one we'll day. Okay, we'll keep you guys posted. Maybe I, I might do a solo vehicle on Monday. All right, sure you will. Um, I was going to do it on this Monday, but I had to work. So, you know, things happen. Life happens. Uh, but that will do it for the Wilding Owens Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Follow us on social media at Wilding Owens. And we will see you guys next week.